What's going on, everybody? Devore Havoc and G Money. This is the Enough for Debate podcast. We yeah. are live on YouTube and also on Facebook. Be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, and most definitely share. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and all other major streaming platforms. Mm-hmm. Real fast, before we jump into the pod, I just want to make a special announcement. I just wanted to go ahead and congratulate G Money, adding him on to the Not For Debate team. Uh, we appreciate your input, most definitely. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Lucky to be on. Happy to be on. My man. Havoc. Yes, yes sir. It, so- it sounds it sounds like we're out here occupying bandwidth, man. Like we 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 we're on we're on multiple platforms simultaneously. Hey, next net the next move is Instagram. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like I'm. I'm showing up. You, hey, I'll be here. Yeah, well, <laughs> the next move is definitely Instagram. So, at at a certain point, you will not. There will never be a platform where you don't see not for debate up there. <laughs> yeah, everybody's gonna be not de- not for debate out of it. That's how I'm, that's how I put oh, it. Man. Not for debate out of it. That's how it's gonna be. We're gonna be so, on after the local news. That'll work too. <laughs> as long as we as long as we up there, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. That's what's up. That's what's up, man. I'm I'm down with it. Yep. I was gonna say we was gonna we was gonna wait a little longer before we before uh we get into the first topic as far as shake wait for shake. But first things first, um Deshaun Watson was reportedly meets with David Cully this week, standing his ground saying he does not want to play for the Houston Texans. <laughs> This, the saga continues, fellas. <laughs> and, and we we probably went over this probably over the last what month or so. Um, you'd already know I'm 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 pushing for Deshaun Watson to to Miami. I know Havoc is against it. Uh G Money, I, I know I didn't get your opinion on it yet, so I'm gonna go ahead and let you go first on that. Wait, just a question. Why are you against it, Havoc? I I think that's a perfect fit. So for me, I think that if you build the whole team particularly <laughs> when you have a a quarterback uh, under a rookie contract it's the perfect time to actually build out the entire team and i think with another year of progression and uh you know we had probably a, a bottom five wide receiving class last year uh you know he'll he'll make the improvements that that'll, that'll be necessary to uh you know kind of propel us into the future so it's not really anti Deshaun. I'm just okay. I'm more I'm more pro Tua. I think that he would be a good fit in San Diego, in, in my opinion. I think he would be a good fit in there, either San Diego or Los Angeles. Um, yes, sorry, Los Angeles uh, Chargers. Yes. Mm. I mean, you know, but they got Herbert though. Yeah, they ain't making that move. They get. Hey, he is an upgrade over Herbert, but Herbert's on a rookie contract. That's but but what are your (laughs) options though? Any every quarter, every team, every team in the NFL right now, except for I'll probably say the Packers, the Chiefs, Mm -hmm. the Bills, and possibly the Cardinals are probably the only teams that I'll probably say would not be in the sweet states for Deshaun Watson right now. Okay. I mean, my 
my main thing is just the some of these estimates for the assets you have to give up to get him. First, you gotta you gotta trade the quarterback. Then you gotta give him like what do they look like? Four first round picks on top of it. Not gonna be able to do it. Not gonna as, be able to do it. As we progress, by the way, shout out to uh, Spitz three eighty nine. He was on the show previously. I know he he stated his opinion as far as what the asking price was going to be for Deshaun Watson. But I, I strongly believe as we progress through the offseason, as we draw t- towards the draft and draw towards offseason programs, mm-hmm. I feel like that asking price is going to drop substantially. Right. Well, I agree. I agree. Well, I, I strongly believe Dak Prescott would have had a long-term contract by now. So, you know, at, at, at a certain point, and, and I like, I think it's funny how the Texans are handling this because they keep approaching him like he's not serious. Like the man went on Insta- on the internet, said, I don't want to play for the team. You know, just, just calls himself an athlete. He doesn't even call himself a Texan anymore. He just calls himself an athlete. Then he goes, <laughs> then, he, then, he, then he talks to the front office, says, I don't want to be a Texan no more. Here's my trade request. Then he meets with the head coach. He tells the head coach, hey, coach, I ain't playing for you. So how many times do you need to hit? You, it, it's like it's like the boss that won't let you go. And I think as long as they kind of have that mentality, <laughs> yeah, right. Like as as long as they 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 maintain that mentality, that that price ain't gonna come down. That it's just not gonna come down. Like it ain't. I there is not a sweetheart deal out there for Deshaun Watson, especially considering they don't gave up two. Uh, two first rounders for Tunsil, and they sold Deshaun Watson for I don't know a sandwich. Oh, they gotta uh, they, they gotta uh, get DeAndre assets Hopkins, back on DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, they got they got they got to get assets back. Yeah, yeah. A whole lot of assets back. Well, let's 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 think about this for a second because the Houston Texans they were they were sub five hundred in two thousand twenty. What do they have to lose at this point? You get. Because apparently they're not taking any calls from any teams as far as deals for Deshaun Watson. So let's I mean, say they pull the trade, pull a trade off where they get three first round picks at a couple of seconds and a couple of players. Wouldn't that put them on the right track as far as being contenders within the next couple of years compared to if you keep Deshaun Watson, how soon do you think so, the Houston yes. Texans are going to be contenders um, with him on the roster? I mean, it's – here's the thing. The team is trash with Deshaun Watson. Like, as, 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 currently, as it currently stands, the team is trash with him. So if he's going to walk out the door and he is your most – by far, not even close, your most valuable asset – you have to get as much from that asset as possible because your team is going to be even worse without. I mean, they're already well a bottom five team if you look at their 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 positioning in the draft. Which it's a Dolphins, tie between it's a tie between them and the Eagles right the, now. The Dolphins have their pick, but they're essentially a bottom five team in the in, in the NFL right now. So you're bottom five with him. Without him, you're you're you got the number one pick. Why are you going to ease up on the asking price? You ain't going nowhere with them. You're only improving, you're only improving your draft position without him. So why are you going to okay, so why give up the ground? What is the asking price? What do you think is enough or what's a, you know, 
what's enough for you for him for the for Texans? Us. Yeah, for the Texans. In your opinion, Havoc or Great. Listen, I, I'll I'll say I won't even say what it is because what I would give up is not enough. It's not even close to enough. It's not even nowhere close to enough. They it's gonna take at least three first rounders, probably four, and at least three two to three second rounders. They want at least five high high level picks. And probably you gotta trade two as well. So that's fine. <laughs> oh, my, Why would I keep him on the roster when I got a Deshaun Watson on my team? I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. But that's a that's a high that's a high that, that that's like the type of move you make when you think all you need is Deshaun Watson. Like we ain't there yet. <laughs> he this isn't a cherry on the top of 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 the cake type situation. We still got some ways to go. Havoc, I'm just saying, looking at the Dolphins, I feel like he added Deshaun Watts. We dropped Tua. We dropped Xavier Howard. We dropped Mike Isicki. Give him the two first-round picks. We are Super Bowl contenders with that. That's not a Super Bowl <laughs> It is a Super Bowl contender. I, would, uh, I wouldn't go that far. Nah, nah, I, I wouldn't go why that not? far. Why not? Playoff. Playoff contender, definitely. First of all, I, I, if you just if you just watch the past Super Bowl that just happened, that team had star players and as as role players. And Dominican Sue was a role player on that team. Fournette was a role player on that team. Gronkowski was a role player on that team. They had stars as role players. We ain't even got enough star players. We got free agency coming up. So we could we could add some players in free agency. We got bro, we have to add we have to, we got to well, add maybe like, a one or two, maybe. Yeah, we have to have a lot of players at a, at a very nice price. What a lot of um, – okay, we can go down the list because I know we can go back and forth about receiver, which, to be honest with you, I feel like we can go into battle with the receivers we currently have on the roster. Uh, tight end. There you go, Shake. Nope. He over here laughing. <laughs> oh, he can – by the way, he can hear us now. He can hear to, us. You trying to go into a war with Preston Williams? All right. Absolutely. I'll okay. go to war with Preston Williams. All right. Let me know how that works out. Hey, we, we ain't got to have the best players on the, on the team. I'll probably say, like, we can go in the, in the draft and get a running back in the second round. Defensive back, I, we got we got uh, Noah Embinogany was a first-round pick last year waiting in the wings if we decide to get rid of Xavier and Howard. So we got the roster. Y'all just being greedy. I'm sorry. So listen, as far as DBs are concerned, seeing what Flores did with Nick Needham, I'm not worried about that because I, I think that Flores could develop secondary talent. It's, it's the offense that, that worries me. Not worries me, but, you know, is a concern. That's it. Because he's, you know, Ryan defense, you don't have to worry to about that. with that offense, to be honest. See, now here we go. Here we go playing revisionist history. <laughs> here we go playing revisionist history. Did he do fine? And did he? Yes, he did. He did fine. Now I will not take that away from him. But he's curved on a very different scale. <laughs> right, it's it's it, he's. I mean, he's he's basically looked at as a very good backup quarterback, right? Like that's Ryan Fitzpatrick' mo. That's his. That's basically been his mo his whole career. But a imagine what Deshaun could do with them receivers, though. 
bro, what what can anyone do with uh? <laughs> what's, what's anyone gonna do with Matt Collins, bro? Come on now, come on now. You would but, but, make them a contender. A yes, but I don't Mac know. Hollins, Mac Hollins played because of a technicality. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just not wrong with it. I'm not wrong with it. Be- before we move on, though, I do have a question for you, G Money. Uh, I was in a, I was in a debate on Twitter yesterday, based off of Carson Wentz's rookie season. I know you guys was sub 500 that year. Numbers weren't exactly the best, but did you at least see something in Carson Wentz to make you a believer of why the Philadelphia Eagles traded up in that 2016 draft to get him? Yes, I did. I did. He had greatness in him. I, I just thought, I just think that the, the environment in Philly and his injuries just really caused them to just to go down. But yes, I seen it in his rookie season. And then that season after where they won, he was the quarterback for the majority of the season. He had greatness. It's just the injuries just really set him back. Okay. Now, this is a two-parter question. Listen carefully. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure if you watched any Tua games this year, but did you see first-round talent in Tua this year at all? Don't worry about it. Your face tells the whole story. No, (laughs) No, I don't know. (laughs) Okay, I'll rest my case. Um, (laughs) Let's yourselves. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Now, let's. Okay, Mm -hmm. this is for Havoc and Shake right now. Okay. Would y'all take. Rookie season Carson Wentz over rookie Tua Tagovailoa. That's a loaded question. I mean, I don't know it's, what I don't I don't know what Carson Wentz is. Uh, rookie season. That's a loaded question. It, no, no, don't, don't look at the stats. This just just if you no, saw look, a game. I mean, I didn't again, I didn't watch Carson Wentz play in this rookie season. Question. So <laughs> it's not a loaded question, Shaky. Either know or you don't know. You know why? Because number one, number one, uh, Frank Wright. Uh, Carson Wentz played good with Frank Wright, number one. Number two, that team, that Philadelphia team, and correct me if I'm wrong, G Money, uh, the, t- the team that, that uh, Carson Wentz had to play with, just like how you say about Dak Prescott, was a lot better than what t- Tua had to play with. Am I right or am I wrong? Wrong. Which, which year, the G-Money? first year or the second year? He had no yeah, receivers. Tell him, G Money, tell him he ain't never had no receivers. His nah, first year. That's, that's, that's not right. Nah, I don't, I don't agree. Not the first year. Not you agree. So, so, so you're telling me that 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 that, that uh, who who was better than who was better than um who were your receivers when he had his rookie season? People he don't even remember at this point. <laughs> I really don't. The team, the, the team was so inadequate. I, I didn't, I didn't really remember. I just know that he himself played decent for his rookie year. So his rookie stat it says he's. 16 touchdowns of 14 interceptions, which is like fine for a rookie. Like first season out the back, that's fine. Like you just don't want to do. You don't want like a Nathan Peterman situation where a dude's throwing five interceptions in a game for no reason. No, nope. 16 touchdowns, 14 interceptions at the bare minimum. That's enough to say I I want to see more. Yep, as opposed to. What, what's um what's his stats for this past year? Take a look right now. Well, while y'all look that up, 
comparable. The, rece- the receivers Carson Wentz was throwing to was Zach Ertz, Jordan Matthews, uh-huh. Darren Sproles, Trey Burton, Nelson Aguilar, and Darrell Greenbecker. And so Tua had 11 touchdowns Maybe, uh, to five interceptions. Uh, I, I, I watched the game, so I already know who I'm taking. I'm taking Carson because I know if Carson got 18 extra possessions, we beat the Broncos, we beat the Chiefs. I mean, I'll, de- I'll definitely take. I'll definitely take his offensive coordinator. <laughs> well, I tell you, boy. That is, oh yeah, Car- look at Carson. I'll, t- I'll definitely take. Uh, I can't hear you, Shake. You're breaking up. I'll definitely take 2016 Frank Reich over whatever. Chan Gailey was this past season. Oh, okay. <laughs> we not even we not even go get into whatever that. whatever that was this season with Chan Gailey. We we not even go get into that because now we because G Money, if you ain't up to speed, apparently your man your man quit the day the season ended. Some of, some of the Miami so, Dolphins fans feel like <laughs> your man retired feel, the day the season ended. Feel like Chan Gailey he sabotaged he sabotaged to his rookie season. By calling totally different plays than what he was pe- calling for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not saying he sabotaged. I'm saying he didn't do a good job. You might as well, because that's what it <laughs> sounds like to me. I'm nah, saying he didn't do that I, good I don't, of a job. I, I, I don't, listen, I don't feel that way. Um, I think they were calling. I think he was calling the same plays. The only difference is, um, what you call it, Fitzpatrick was more familiar with those plays that they were calling. I think that was the only difference. Well, if Tua would have stopped doing documentaries and studied the playbook, we wouldn't have had that problem. See, he wasn't doing that. He did that documentary before he was drafted, so he had no playbook to study. Well, 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 so now you're checking, reaching. Instead of checking, the, rate, like instead of checking the ratings for the documentary, he should have been studying his plays. It's called a false equivalency, Devon. <laughs> he was doing something because he wasn't studying their plays. <laughs> not what I heard. From what I heard, him studying oh, has not been a problem. That's not his MO. You, you, you're going you're gonna to compare somebody who knows the playbook for six years to somebody who doesn't even know it for six months? I'm just saying, you you got well. What I was sold upon was Tua had probably the most progressive, had the best progression skills coming out of college. That's what I. That was what I was told. That was told to me. But how can you progress through reads if your guys in college are butt naked wide open? That doesn't make sense to me. This well, is not even. This is not even. We, to wait, be a wait. Are we? Are we? Are we debating the fact that Alabama has good wide receivers? No, that's not where we were debating. But we're, we're, we're going to save this for the that's NFC. That's your man's fault that he had good players around him? We're going to save this for the AFC East uh, free agency preview. Where's Mac Jones going in the draft? Let me know. He's going in the first round? Well, yeah, he's going in the first round. Mac Jones? Yes. Where? Where in the first round is Mac Jones going? New England. He's going to go to New England. We'll see. Mm. But we go. But we're going to continue Maybe. on with the NFC North. Excuse me, with our with our free agency previews, uh, starting with the a- NFC North. <clears throat> we're going to kick it off with the Detroit Lions. Last year, with a five and eleven record, they ended up firing their head coach, ended up firing the general manager, cleaning house. Um, a month ago, they ended up trading with the Los Angeles Rams, trading Matthew Stafford to the Rams for <clears throat> excuse me, Jared Goff. And another and two first round picks as well. So 
State of the Detroit Lions. Currently sitting with $7 million in cap space. Uh, key free agents that the Detroit Lions are going to have are going to be Marvin Jones, receiver Marvin Jones and receiver Kenny Galladay. As far as moving forward, they got they ended up getting the tight ends coach from the New Orleans Saints, also former Miami Dolphins tight ends coach Dan Campbell. Well, well, let me ask you this first. How do you feel about Dan Campbell as being the head coach for the Detroit Lions? Love Dan Campbell. Love Dan Campbell. Me too. I think he's awesome. I think he's great, yeah. I think that's a consensus around for us. I don't think I like him as a head coach, but he's a good assistant, though. Well, we haven't seen him as a head coach. Yes, we have. We've seen him as a head coach. We liked him as a head coach. I did. Oh, my gosh. This guy. Did that team play better with him as head coach, yes or no? No. See, now you lie. Now you no, lie. we did not play better. We played good. Right. We played good for two games, and then we went back to sucking again. It was not a good team. <laughs> that was a good team. Well, if the team was so good, how come the coach got fired? Because we were tired of seeing Philbin. But back to Dan Campbell, yeah, though. <laughs> okay, so you guys are on board with Dan Campbell being the head coach for the Detroit Lions. All right, cool. Now, looking at the 2021 free agency, who do you think the Detroit Lions could add to put the well, – I don't even think they'll be even be playoff contenders, to be completely honest with you. But no. – um. Their starting you, quarterback is Jared Goff, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. What, what do you mean? <laughs> so they, they need a wide receiver, and to me, they need a defensive lineman. They need to keep Jones, well, I, I believe. The final. Man. I would keep Galladay over Jones. I don't think Galladay really? not let Galladay leave. Galladay, Galladay, mm-hmm. he, he's the number one on that team. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's a beast in fantasy. I know that for a fact. Uh, but I mean, the, Detroit needs what they've always needed: organizational consistency. So, until that comes, man, it's just it's just waiting water for the for the Lions, man. They got Jared Goff at quarterback, paying them a whole lot of money. That's not good. So they're gonna have to build up a very good team to make it work there. Well, I think I think. We're- what I think that's going to happen, I think that uh, Dan Campbell is going to run a smush, a smash mouth offense. So the quarterback really doesn't have – it's going to be so simple that the playbook – because the thing about it is with Sean McVay, he, he's Chinese arithmetic, and this is – and Dan Campbell's addition and subtraction. You know what I mean? So Jared Goff doesn't have to think too much. You know, his – unfortunately, I think McVay's offenses are too complicated. So – with golf, it's going to be easier because all he has to do is hand the ball, hand the ball, a few run plays and uh, run fakes and stuff like that. So I think it's it's going to be a little better fit for him here than it would have been in L.A. Like a West Coast offense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jared Goff yeah. definitely. No, something similar, but the only difference is <clears> – <throat> Yeah, yeah, West Coast be... is predicated on small passes versus smash puppies. It's more on the run, you know, okay. running running down your throat. They did a hell of a job with the Dolphins for the first two games. <laughs> Better than anything Adam Gates did. Oh. 
I think I think the resume speaks enough. Who's it? Yeah, who, he got who, fired. That's what. That's what. Who is who twice. is currently employing <laughs> FKs right now? Apparently, the Seahawks are pushing to make him their offensive coordinator. Hey, why think? Why you think? Um, um, why, why you think he wants to leave now? Um, this guy. <laughs> he never <laughs> said, said it. Uh, who that? Um, he never said he wanted Russell to leave. Wilson. He never said he wanted to leave. Russell Wilson. Russell, Russell Wilson's like, who's coming? Oh, man. <laughs> I want to trade now. <laughs> First, you don't give the ball to Marshawn the goal line. Now this man, I'm out of here. <laughs> I, I do I do feel like the Detroit Lions need to find an identity running the football more because I feel like that's probably one of their biggest issues with that with that franchise is the inability to to stay committed to running the football. So in that aspect, I feel like Dan Campbell is perfect for that because he's good at establishing <clears throat> establishing the will at the line of scrimmage. So, yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's one of those things where it's interesting because when Brian Billick uh, went to the Ravens, he was an offensive guy, but they were a defensive team. So with Dan Campbell, you look at him, you look at his mentality. I mean, he's you you can tell, at least for me. If they get a talented back there, they will get a dude who can give, you know, who will be like a thousand yard rusher because he's looking to give the rock to a dude that many times a game. Uh, that being said, there are just some games where you need your quarterback to make some throws. But that, that whole philosophy of uh, run and stop the run, is that still a thing in the NFL? Like teams no. still? No. No, not really, right? Mm. No. No. No, one, no one's doing that anymore. Except maybe, maybe the Titans, maybe the Titans, but even then yeah. they 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 air it out. So we'll have to see. All right. So everybody's in agreement that they cannot afford to let either or either or of the receivers, Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones, go. So one 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 has to stay. I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they're going to keep Galladay. I think Galladay. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll, they'll keep Galladay. Marvin Jones Jr. They, have to find someone can, else. Can can they afford to keep both? No, no. Okay, they can't. They can't keep afford to keep both <laughs> because they have other they have other needs on that on that roster. Uh, I've all you said pass rusher earlier. Um, I feel like linebacker should also be put in there. It's it's it, I, you, it's going to be interesting to see what Dan Campbell could do with this team in year one because I, I strongly believe they could be. <laughs> Boy, I tell you, Dan Campbell ends up with one of them two and fourteen seasons. He's going to be hoarse by the end of the season. He's going to sound like Doc Rivers by the end of the season. The amount of yelling he's going to be doing at these guys. Yep. And if you want to talk about a bad press conference, that was a terrible <laughs> press conference, by the that way. That was a great press conference, number one. He was, came in with a lot of energy. It was terrible. We're going to bite your leg off. Like, come on now. It was great. What are you talking about? Yeah, he laid on a little bit. He laid on a little bit. That's, that's that what talk. we say. <laughs> What'd you say, Shake? It was one of the best conferences I've seen. Oh, okay. Sound like a Homer pick, but okay. Um, let's go ahead and uh, now, the, the worst pass conferences was two years ago. 
That was yeah, Warcraft Cars I seen. You man, you <laughs> Some man, guy was high on meth. You man did two rails and went straight to the press conference. Whatever got him going, whatever got him going for the press conference, I'm good with. He said all the right things. Ready to roll. Ready yeah, to yeah, we know, we know, we know why. We know why he that that we know why we know why he keeps that position coach around. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it is what it is, you haters. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and uh, move on to the Chicago Bears. <clears throat> so I'm not even going to lie to you. They did a whole lot better than what I was expecting them to uh, be. Ending the season with an 8-8 eight and eight record, currently sitting with $7 million in cap space. Uh, wanted to key on Mitch Trubisky. He's going to be a free agent. Um, Allen Robinson's going to be a free agent. There are some, There are some moves that they could possibly make to free up even more cap space for them. Let me uh let me go ahead and go over these real quick real fast for you. So the right tackle Bobby Massey, they can save 1 million by cutting him. Jimmy Graham, they can save up to 4 million. Left tackle Charles Leno, they can save up another 7 million. Akeem Hicks, you can save up 9 and this is just being hypothetical if they do decide they want to get rid of Kyle Fuller, they can save another 8 million. Well, all I know is someone's going to pay Mitchell Trubisky over $100 million to play football. Whoever does will not be winning anything. I'm tired of this guy. Tired of this guy every single year, stinking up the place. Then all of a sudden he comes out galloping like Seabiscuit, looking like, looking, looking, looking like the hottest thing since sliced bread. I don't get this guy. If he plays a whole season... He'll give you half a season where you think this guy ain't so bad, and the other half season it's like, who is this guy? I don't get it. I don't like quarterbacks like that. Allen Robinson's really good, but he's not fully utilized in Chicago, in my opinion. So, hey, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, I don't. The the, the Bears are, you know, you look at their defense. I love their defense. You got Roquan, you got Khalil, but the rest, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Mitchell Trubisky did a fairly decent job filling in for Nick Foles towards the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, the problem is why is Nick? Why did Nick Foles take your job? <laughs> it's the lack of commitment. So, <laughs> well, well, look, to be honest with you, the Nick Foles, the Nick Foles thing, and the Mitch Trubisky thing could be—it's just like with the the Chen Gailey thing. McNaggy oh, was very familiar with uh, Nick Foles. That's why he brought him there in the first place. So there was familiarity there. So he was able to run his offense better than um, um oh, the other guy, whatever Trubisky could. So that was that. Then um, what happened was after this, after the second half of the season, Matt Nagy gave up the play calling and Bill Lazor took over. And I think that's what kind of helped him at the, in the end of the half because he wasn't running Nagy's offense. He was running Bill Lazor's offense, if that makes any sense. Well, Bill Lazor's offense, I feel like it fits 
more of Mitch Trubisky's strengths than Nick Foles' strengths, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that was that was probably Ryan Tannehill's best statistical season, if you, if we're being completely honest, outside of this past this past 2020 season. Mm-hmm. It was with uh, Bill Lazor as the offensive coordinator. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I don't, uh, what's that? Dan Campbell had Bill Lazor too. And they were doing pretty well with him as well. Where? When Campbell was there. No, it wasn't. When Dan Campbell took over, Bill Lazor didn't go anywhere until after the season. No, Dan Campbell, I mean, Bill Lazor got fired. They fired Dan Coyle. They, kept, they fired no, both. No, Dan Coyle got fired. They got they fired both. <laughs> because well, I, uh, the, I know, a, I know a, Dan, a, Dan Coyle got fired first. And Arumo uh, took over. And Arumo took over. For offensive okay. coordinator. Nah, he and Arumo took over for defensive coordinator, and then they and they they fired Bill Lazor, and they ended up promoting. I don't know why I want to say Zach Taylor. It wasn't Zach Taylor. It was somebody else. Come back to me on that. But they did fire Bill Lazor during the course of that season. <laughs> But um, okay. where are we at as far as the Chicago Bears? As far as the key ad, I I know we uh we touched on Allen Robinson being a free agent. There's they they can bring him back if they clear up a little bit more cap space. That's what good. about uh, and, Trent Williams? He's out there. Trent Williams is good. Mhm. Yeah, I mean they gotta first they gotta figure out what they want to do with the quarterback position. Because what what whatever decision they go, then they can they can figure out what you know money wise what they can do with their salary cap. Because if you're gonna commit to Trubisky, then you gotta move Foles because you just can't have that much money tied up at the quarterback position. So once they figure that out, once they and I think you know they'll probably pay Mitchell Trubisky. So at that point, Nick Foles has to move out. And then uh, maybe they can bring back Allen Robinson, but problem is they're not they're not an Allen Robinson away from doing anything. Like they didn't like they are a good team. They're not great. They're probably not going to be great. Their defense can be great, but uh, they just don't have enough. This they they just don't have enough overall pieces to make it work. Kind of like the kind of like the Detroit Lions. They're like the Detroit Lions, but at a much, but at like a much higher phase, basically. They're but, a little better. Yeah. yeah, a little better, but nowhere close to threatening anybody for anything. Okay. Fair enough. <clears throat> uh, what we got up next? We have the Minnesota Vikings. All right, so. Currently, the Minnesota Vikings are sitting with nine million dollars in cap space. Last year's record was seven and nine. I was surprised they weren't in playoff contention, ended up getting third place in the NFC North. Now, key free agents is going to be is only Anthony Harris, their safety. Probably the, he was probably the most efficient safety in the league in 2020. Like I said. Nine million dollars in cap space, not very much 
many moves they can make to free up cap. What y'all think? I mean, offensively, they're nice. You know, offensively, they're very nice. They got enough on offense, especially, you know, Dalvin Cook is healthy. Then they definitely have enough. It's they 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 made some not good investments on the defense, and yeah. and they gave up some draft capital to make those not so good moves on on defense. And they're paying for it now. So, hey man, they got they got to bite that bullet. They got to bite that bullet. They and they're they're like many teams in the NFL. One side of the ball is probably good enough to do something. But the other side of the ball is just going to drag them down. So, and, you know, you look at their defense. They have some players, the Harrison Smith, but, you know. Uh, and they got uh, they got another dude, uh, defensive end there, Hunter. He's really good, too. But other than that, uh, they don't give you a whole lot to run right home about. Yeah. They need they need some edge rushers. They need some pass, pass rushing. I think that's their main thing that they're missing. I don't know how they can do that with the cap, but. They didn't yeah. find a way. And uh, the, the, let me tell you something. They need to also – Kirk Cousins needs a uh, change of scenery. Now, let me tell you – let me say this. Oh, wow. I think trade, one, trade him? Uh, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me finish. The one thing me and okay. uh, um, Havoc disagree on is I like Kirk Cousins, all right? You 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 pair Kirk Cousins with Kyle Shanahan or uh, Jay Gruden – I think he he is a great. He's going to be a great quarterback. Unfortunately, Ryan, he's he was like Ryan Tannehill with Miami. Uh, unfortunately, they didn't use him correctly. Just like you know, so when he went to Tennessee, he flourished. I think Kirk Cousins needs to go somewhere where he uh, is. They're going to use his strength more uh, than what Minnesota is doing right now. Uh, okay, but where? where where are you getting back for him? I don't know. Um, San Francisco would be his best, the best. I think a great landing spot for him. For him and him and Cal Shanahan would would get a lot. Would get a lot. You know, send him Jimmy G. Give him Jimmy G. and uh, maybe a second round pick. What about New England? Kirk Cousins in New England. Kirk Cousins in New England? Nah, I, nah. I think Cal Shanahan would would uh, would would make him. A little bit better. I don't know about uh, what uh, Josh Josh McDaniels could do for him. Mm-hmm. His only claim to fame was Tom Brady. Let's be real. May, may I ask? May I ask a question? What, what, why do you feel like he needs a change of scenery? Huh? Because the team isn't. Obviously, the team isn't building around him like they should be. I feel That's like they've I done feel. an excellent job building around him. If you if you look at his 2020 numbers, he was had 105 passer rating, another 4,000 yard passing season, throwing for over 30 touchdowns. See, ask a Washington football team fan how much they're regretting right now letting <laughs> letting Kirk Cousins walk out the door. One of their biggest issues was their inability to surrounding Kirk Cousins with the weapons for him to be successful. And he still was able to put up monster numbers. Now, as Havoc says, you need a whole ass team to win games. And the Minnesota Vikings last year, as far as defensively, they were atrocious. Now we just yeah. we just keyed on adding another pass rusher to the Minnesota Vikings. But 
I feel like now you're gonna need to add some DBs, some 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 linebackers if they decide to move on from from Anthony Barr, which I heard that was a rumor. Mm-hmm. So, Kirk Cousins, Havoc, this is for you now. I'm, I'm, yeah, because I know you had we. I think we was talking about Kirk Cousins last week. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is a boss, man. Kirk Cousins <laughs> is a boss. He's one of those. I feel like Kirk Cousins is a quarterback that is is totally misunderstood. And it's the same thing with the Dallas Cowboys and, and Tony Romo. He's a he was a phenomenal quarterback. He just y'all just ended up putting too much on his plate, and that's what ended up defining him of what he was as a quarterback. You know, Kirk Cousins is uh, uh, Kirk, Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Let me is say like, something real quick. Let me let me just say something real quick. Hold on, have I'm confused, Greg DeBoer. You said. First, they're building around him, and then they surround him with terrible weapons. Which one is it? I said defensively. What about offensively? They're fine. They went out and got Van Jefferson. He's, he got second place of Offensive Rookie of the Year. You have Dalvin Cook, probably the best running back in the league. You went. You have Kyle Rudolph. You have Irv Smith, was it Irv Smith? That's his last name. Irv Smith. Like, you're surrounded by a plethora of weapons. The only issue is the offensive line is a little bit shaky, which I feel like they can improve moving forward. But the Vikings have surrounded him offensively with with great weapons. Hmm. You know, Kirk Cousins to me is kind of like, he's like a tier below Phillip Rivers. What? He's like a tier <laughs> below Philip Rivers. And a tier, below, again. a tier below Philip Rivers is a starting NFL quarterback. It's a good NFL quarterback. But uh he's top 10. I can't do it. And what? Top I can't do it. He's a top ten quarterback. Wait, I can't, I can't do that. Cousins, can't cousins do that. over Dak, over Prescott. <laughs> Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah. Okay. Hell I yeah! I can't. I can't do that. I can't do. Top I, I 10 can say he's better than Prescott, cousins. but not by much, though. A lot. Nope. Look, Dak, Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is right there, a tier under Philip Rivers. So yeah, that means. No, he ain't no tier below Phillip yes, Rivers. Phillip Rivers got him by like three tiers. <laughs> if you gave Phillip nah. Rivers that offensive line, he would. Philip Rivers, Philip Rivers had an offensive line and Listen, wide receivers through, and running back and a tight end. The years, throughout the years, it's been Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and then Kirk Cousins. Uh, Kirk Cousins and, <laughs> and, you know, Philip Rivers is like the bottom of the good quarterbacks of the great quarterbacks. Right. He's like the bottom. If, if, the we, if we got him in his prime, I would put Philip Rivers in top at the top five. So we're probably talking about from like because Philip Rivers has been playing for a long time from like 2008 all the way up until 2014, 15. Philip Rivers would be in the top five for me. Philip, Philip Rivers over Roethlisberger? Nah. I can't yes, do it. Yes, no, I would. No, 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 I, I'm no, taking Philip no. Rivers over Roethlisberger. No. I can't do that. I can't do that to Big Ben. No. I can't do that to Big Ben. Okay, okay, okay. So, so back, so back to Kirk Cousins. Currently sitting right now, is he in your top ten? No. Yeah, I no. would put him in the top ten. Yeah. All right. Well, good, good for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Shake, is he in your top ten? Who's that? 
Kirk Cousins? Uh, Kirk Cousins, yes. Uh, top 15. You're smoking, bro. I'll give you I, top 15. I'll give you, you top 15. You can, yeah. No, I just gave you – he what, 105 passer rating, bro. You can't ignore that. Yeah, sure I can. Watch me ignore it. You can't Abbott, ignore he's, that. He's, he's, not even, he's not even number 10. He's not even number 10 for you. No, he may be like number 11. He you almost threw for 40 touchdowns. I don't like him. I don't know what to tell you. Don't make it personal. Don't do it. Because every every year, all I see, especially with Minnesota, every year he's got a Pro Bowl wide receiver to the left of him, a Pro Bowl wide receiver to the right of him, a Pro Bowl running back, and a Pro Bowl tight end. And I see him play like garbage in the playoffs time after time if he makes the playoffs. Out of his – out of his – how long has he been in Minnesota? Three years now. And you can say the same thing about Tony Romo. Played like garbage in the playoffs. Tony Romo didn't have what Dak Prescott had. Well, I mean, that was a that was an unprecedented line that Dak Prescott had. To be quite quite honest, like he had damn near three All Pros on I'll his take, on his line. I'm gonna put it. Would you? Okay, let me ask you this question. Would you take? Kirk Cousins in Miami Tony right Romo now. Is not as great no, as you no, think no, he no, was. No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. I do not want to see Kirk Cousins in Miami. I'll take no, no, him. No no, 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 no. Well, you know what? <laughs> I, 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 I hope this Adam Gase Kirk Cousins uh, combination is 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 the award winning combination <laughs> that'll that, that'll fill up the case with Lombardi's. Adam <laughs> Gase Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I would take actually, to be honest with you, I would take Kirk Cousins in Miami last year, yeah. Um, and this year maybe if they get the right weapons, yeah, I would take Kirk Cousins. At least one thing I like about Kirk Cousins, at least he's a he, at least he has that fight in him. You know what I mean? He's kind of like he has that Ryan Fitzpatrick. You know, you know, you like that. You know what I mean? That 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 spunk and that charisma. He pushes the ball down the field. Shoot, you give me Adam Thielen on the left. You give me Stephon Diggs on the right. <laughs> I'm pushed. Who isn't pushing the ball? He took him to the playoffs, the though. Game? He took him to the playoffs. How do you do in the playoffs? And you know what's funny is um, Stephon Diggs was throwing shade at him um, at, during the playoffs. He goes, oh, it's finally good. I have a quarterback that knows what he's doing. Yeah, okay. All right. I'm taking I'm taking Kirk Cousins over Josh Allen any day of the week. You don't. Don't be ridiculous. I'm not. Don't I'm be being ridiculous. real. I'm being real. Don't be I'm, ridiculous. I'm being real. I'm being you real. He just had he just had like a top a damn near an MVP campaign, Josh Allen. I don't care. This guy's this guy's crazy. I don't care. That light bulb that, that thunder's going that light bulb's gonna go out sometime. I don't feel like that's gonna be a consistent thing from Josh Allen, to be honest. I think as long as Stephon Diggs is around, that that production ain't going down. The the, the NFL will catch up. Shoot, they didn't catch up last year. We gonna see. <laughs> we we gonna see. All right, <laughs> I know about Kirk Cousins. Let's go ahead and move on with the the fourth and final NFC North team. That is the Green Bay Packers. Right. So shout out to Anthony Wendler. End up leaving a comment in the comment section as far as making the NFC North a, a, a recommendation for tonight's stream. Now, the Green Bay Packers, right? 
that's probably probably the most difficult franchise to end up trying to figure out. Currently sitting with $19 million. Last year, they end up losing in the conference championship against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <clears throat> a lot of a lot of question marks as far as the Green Bay Packers are concerned. If Aaron Rodgers is going to stay with the Green Bay Packers, they have some key free agents with Aaron Jones with – Oh man, I keep forgetting that center's name every time I end up. Corey Lindsley. That's his name. Corey Lindsley. What y'all think? Talk about a guy who needs a new change of scenery. I okay, this is gonna sound crazy. Trade Aaron Rodgers. He's unhappy. <laughs> Listen, he, he's unhappy. He's been there for what? When 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 did he win the Super Bowl? 2010? He's been he's there since 2006. Year. No, no, I know, but the last time they won a Super Bowl was, what, 2010. I think that he just need, he, he needs a new change of scenery. Is that too crazy to think about? Like, Man. it was, it was yeah. stable money. It, they can rebuild. Just think about it. I feel like that's the, that's, the easiest, that's the easiest answer you could have for the Packers, considering the fact that they don't want to lose. I just forgot his name again. Damn it. Corey Lindsley. Corey you don't, yeah, you don't want to lose Corey Lindsley, and you don't want to lose um, – Aaron Jones, so that would that would most definitely be the move. Also, for you, Anthony Windler, I would consider moving on from Preston Smith too in a trade. Though uh, you got y'all, I went out in the draft and y'all ended up getting another pass rusher. You got Zadarius Smith, so no need for you to have all three on the roster. So if you move on from some from Preston Smith, I believe you save over ten million dollars in cap space too there as well. But I do agree with you. Uh, G money that if you move on from Aaron Rodgers, you, you like what was the reason why you end up drafting Jordan Love in the in the in the in the second round anyway? Like, like you, you, you drafted a backup, you drafted the future. Why keep Aaron? He's unhappy. You're unhappy. You guys are not going anywhere. You're gonna lose in the NFC Championship every year because I I don't know. It's just I just think that just like the same thing with Carson Wentz, the both of them, meaning the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, they just need a a new scenery, a change of scenery. No, I knew something new. First, first, Aaron Rodgers is always going to be on, be unhappy, and he's always going to play well. That's his mo. He's always going to be unhappy. He's always going to be grumpy. And he's always going to play good. That's what he does. Now, if I'm the Green Bay Packers, I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers game plan in the off season, and I am running it to perfection. And step one is getting J.J. Watt. Like, they need to do what Tampa Bay was able to do, which was, conv- first of all, well, number one, they got to draft way better. <laughs> like, you, you're you a, a handful of defenders away from going to the Super Bowl, and the first thing you do is you draft the backup for a quarterback who's still playing at an all-pro level. Like, what sense does that make? Who but, are you throwing the ball to? On the Packers? Yeah, who are you throwing the ball to? They still have Devontae Adams, right? That's the only weapon they got. Yeah. And Tanyan. That's it. You got <laughs> yeah. Tanyan and Devontae Adams. That's the, only, that's the Aaron, only weapons you got. And Aaron Jones ain't coming back either. Tanyan. Um, although they it's it's they say that it's likely Aaron Jones uh, will be going down to Miami. But here's the problem they have is Aaron Rodgers is still playing at an all-pro level. You can't just move off of him right now like if you move off of them just rebuild just rebuild 
Just 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 start rebuilding. Like stop stop playing around with trying to go to playoffs and just rebuild and just go about it the right way. So why are you wasting Aaron Rodgers' because time if you're if rebuilding? You, because if you can get a couple of defensive players, if you can get a couple guys to come in and just play their roles and give that team depth, they can do something. They can do something. The Packers can still do something, but they need that J.J. Watt domino to fall for them first. Okay, okay. so it was reported that J.J. Watt's asking price was going to be at least $15 million. Mm-hmm. I just told you the Packers only have $19 million. <laughs> So you add just J.J. Watt, you got $3 million left. What yeah. you going to do with that? Not much. <laughs> yeah, so 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 going hey, back to G Money's point, that's where simple, they need that's where they need the that's where they need to upgrade the most though, is that defense. Because Aaron, Aaron Rodgers had a good year last year. He had a very good year last year with what he had. Hmm. So he it is But how long can like, that last though? Not long. Like the window is is the next year and maybe one more year after that. That's the window. Yeah. So either you're going to ride out with Aaron Rodgers and try and get this chip and try and do what you need to do, whatever salary cap manipulation you need to do to get, you know, to get some dudes on here. But, hey, man. Who are you throwing to? That's my question. Like, Who has he been throwing to the past three seasons besides Devontae Adams, Marcus Valdez, he, Scantlin? He's about to lose. Ger- I mean, Ger- who are these guys? These Ger- guys are about to, about to be all free agents. Okay, so question then: If if you if they decide to you know move on from Aaron Rodgers, where would he go? Where would you trade him to? Miami, <laughs> uh, New England. Okay. New England. I was thinking New England. Mm. He don't want to go there. What, a, so. what about Seattle? What about Seattle? No. Rodgers? I mean, uh, for for yeah. for Russell Wilson? Yeah, for a straight up trade plus some that's traffic. A, that's a that's a lateral move for Russell Wilson. <laughs> Now he, uh, unfortunately, that's not one of uh, Wilson's landing spots. It's either Chicago, uh, Oakland, I mean, Las Vegas, and I forgot the other two teams, but it wasn't Green was on, on that list of teams that Russell Wilson wanted to go to. Because Wilson has that trade clause. Hmm. I mean, you want to talk about, talk about a quarterback? I would, I would, I would like to see in Miami. I'll take, I'll, I'll take me a Russell Wilson right now. I'll take me Aaron Rodgers. Well, I would too. Well, I'll take all. How about this? I'll I take too. I'll take all the above right now. <laughs> but, I mean, all I know is the one thing I, uh, people I, I don't realize is people um, knock the Justin Herb. I mean, the Jordan Love trade. And I think they did that because, unfortunately. I've seen too many times when Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, that season goes out the window. Why do you know longer? Who knows why he gets hurt? His last major injury was his collarbone. I know why he gets hurt because they put too much on him. So, at the end of the day, if uh, he gets hurt next year, they they have a valuable backup. To, to at least make them contenders still. You don't draft the quarterback in the first round to be a backup. Well, hey, it, 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 it happened to Aaron Rodgers. 
Mm-hmm. But that was the <laughs> Brett Favre was about a freaking okay. Aaron. Was about to was about to end up turning to dust with the Green Bay Packers. That's why they drafted yeah. him. They yeah, were right. they, they like, like it was either the spring chicken. Yeah, all right. Brett Favre played another ten years after they drafted Aaron Rodgers <laughs> and, and played like garbage and played like straight garbage. Are you sure about that? That yes. man, he played he, he played like garbage that Minnesota year. Yes, because he's lying. the one who threw now the you're pick. Lying. Now you're lying. Who, wait, who now threw the pick? Lying. Bounty gate. Bounty gate. Bounty gate. But, but if he didn't throw that dumbass pick by throwing the ball across his body, they would have won. Greg Williams had stacked on <laughs> are, his are, head. Are, you, are you talking about the game against the Saints? Yes. The game against the Saints, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. The yeah. bounty gate game. Oh, oh, he was getting killed that game, but he played like a G. <laughs> he played like a G. But he threw the <laughs> Like my man scrambled to the right. <laughs> threw that joint. All the way to the left. I'm like, bro, what is you doing? You know that, you know, (laughs) look, you live by the Favre, you die by the Favre. You know that's a throw that he thinks he can make. After the 2004 season, his career went downhill as far as statistically. That Minnesota season was a very good season for him. That was that. Yes, I will say that. That was a very good. That was a very good season that he had with Minnesota. But. I thought he was good with the Jets, too, for, for a while. Yeah, the I, for, I totally forgot he went to the yeah. Jets. Yes, he did. He did great with the Jets. Yeah. He did great with the Jets. He was traded to the Jets. Yes, because they because right, right. he couldn't make up his mind what he wanted to do. Yeah, like yeah, we was did. we we was closing in on training camp and we still didn't get an answer of Are you coming back far? Are you coming back far? What, what, what's going on here? I like I like how I like how Brett Favre played that though because he was like oh, I'm not trying to deal with training camp, so I'm just going to tell people I don't want to play football until <laughs> training camp's almost over. Just so I don't have to go through all that, all that nonsense. So, like, it was like a distraction, and you got Aaron Rodgers waiting right there. So, why would you not? Hey, I. That's a great question. And then when you really think about the fact, Aaron Rodgers, what he he sat he sat for three seasons, right? Mm-hmm. Golly, I don't know how you, I don't know Let how me, you, I don't know how you right. look at Aaron Rodgers in practice every single day. And you sit on that for three seasons. Listen to this real fast. Uh, sorry to switch the subject. So by the by the Green Bay Packers trading with the Dolphins to get that 26 pick to draft Jordan Love, they could have drafted T. Higgins for, for the Cincinnati Bengals that they got, Michael Pittman, LaVisca Chenault, KJ Hamler, and Chase Claypool. Instead of Jordan Love to help out to to help out Aaron Rodgers as far as offensive weapons, but you decided to draft Jordan they Love. Those players in the second round too. Mm. I don't I know mean, about that. Yeah, I mean, you know, clearly, clearly that is the type of draft pick a GM that is not. That is the type of draft pick a GM with job security makes. I'll say it like that. If you're a GM with, and you're you're on the hot seat, you don't make that move. But if you got if you got job security, you'll draft the Jordan Love when clearly your team your team has more pressing needs than backup quarterback. But hey, man, that's the Packers for you. <laughs> All right, you guys know how we end up closing this thing out. Uh, as far as the NFC North, who's coming in first? Who's coming in last? So on and so forth. Um. 
I mean, it's not going to look too much different than it was the last season, to be honest with you. I mean, the Packers are going to win. Um, I don't. I think the. I think the Vikings and Bears will likely have this, if not the same record, a highly similar record. Uh, and then the Lions will be at the bottom as usual. Looking a lot more, looking more exciting, of course, okay, Dan so Campbell. Because even even if the team, even if the team's bad, Dan Campbell's there. He's entertaining. But uh, yeah, that that that's how it's gonna look like. G money. Okay, so you know I like to put records on on my predictions. So this this depends on if they keep Aaron Rodgers or not. If they keep him, I see twelve and four at number one. Uh, the Bears are a little better than the Vikings, so I have them making the playoffs at nine and seven or ten and six. The Vikings will be outside looking in at eight and eight, seven and nine, or maybe nine and seven. And you money Detroit will be last. Yes, you got uh, one, one thing. You got to add a, a one game to each of those records because it's seventeen weeks. Oh, it's seventeen. The seventeen games or seventeen weeks? Because yeah. if it's seventeen, 17 weeks, it's, seventeen games. Okay. So you okay. gotta add one, um, either one loss or one win. Twelve and five, then for the uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Chicago, I would go ten and seven. The uh, Vikings nine and eight, and then Detroit's gonna have a sorry record. I don't know. I don't know what their record's gonna be. Yeah. They're gonna be at the bottom. Yeah. You know, that that second place is going to be a toss-up between the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears, right? But I'm going to give – I'm going to go ahead and give the Minnesota Vikings the slight edge because they got Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. So 14-3, and 10-7. and seven. Mm. Seven and ten, <laughs> three and fourteen for the Lions. What you got, Shake? Well, um, I, I'm going to say that. Uh, hmm. I don't know. It's hard to say. I, I would say I think the Bears. Uh, they're gonna get. Um, they're gonna get Deshaun Watson, and they're gonna win the division. The Bears, are and then going uh, to get Deshaun Green Watson. That went Green, left. Green Bay, Green Bay, uh, Minnesota, and then Detroit. Okay, Minnesota. Okay, so you took Minnesota second place. Yeah. I, I, I can roll with that. I, I can roll with that. I think I think they're gonna beef up their defense. This offseason. I could dig it. I could dig it. The offense is set. The offense is set already. They don't need, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. That defense only works. Kirk Cousins, conference championship. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny is um they did a a bet if um who's that? If if Kirk Cousins, Mike Florial and um um, and Chris Sims did a bet if uh, 
Kirk Cousins ever wins the Super Bowl in Minnesota, Mike Florio has to get a Kirk Cousins tattoo. I think he'll be fine. Well, that's never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, he'll be fine, yeah. Oh, it'll, it'll happen. It'll happen. <laughs> Don't worry. It'll happen. Also, they can move on from Harrison Smith, too, to free up even more cap space. Yeah. I would say Minnesota has the, the most potential out of those four teams. They have the most potential. Um, they just got to shape up that defense. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which has been even, – even when it looked like Minnesota had the defense, they didn't have the defense. So they had they had one of the best defenses a couple years back. They did. That's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. They, it looks it looked like they imagine, had what they needed. Can you imagine Minnesota's offense with Chicago defense? Oh that's man, that would be amazing. That's a team right there. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole yeah. team. That's yeah. You're ready to go with a team like that. <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, any final thoughts before we end up closing this thing out? I think that the you and me, Devore, can have a Tony Romo debate because I completely disagree with you about Tony Romo. Completely. Now, before That's before for you, another day, <laughs> before you continue about that, just go back and look at that day's um, the the Denver Broncos their their historic year when they end up scoring the most points for a team in NFL history, and go back and watch that Dallas Cowboys and Denver Broncos game. They were neck and neck. <clears throat> but, okay. again, a topic hey. for another day. <laughs> hey, i tell you what. I want to have my, my boy Joe on here, you know, because he's a Cowboys fan. He, and he's, he's a realist. I want, it, I want him in on that debate. So, you know, when you guys debate, to, you know, to see who he agrees with. But as far as Tony Romo is concerned, um, I never I hardly say this, but I'm on the same page with the war. I think um, by the time they gave Tony Romo a decent O line, he was already broken into pieces. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, he was. Money, he was speaking. Yeah, they they done spent his ass up a, before he got that def- decent offensive line. If they had that offensive line when Romo was in his prime, they would have done some damage. But mm-hmm. that's here nor there, neither here nor there. But uh, you saw what he did with DeMarco yeah, Murray, G Money. Yeah. And what did they do in the playoffs? Yeah, they got they cheated. Got, they got that, cheated. That drop, that drop, that no drop pass was <laughs> actually a catch. Yeah, yeah. And the Des Bryant thing too. They got screwed on that too. Mm-hmm. So, no, but like I said, they, they, the, the, by the time they freaking they finally gave him an O line. It was too late for for Romo, you know. So he was already banged up already as it is. I think he was a great pre-snap read guy, and he had a lot of potential, especially to be an undrafted an undrafted free agent to do what he did. It's it's unheard of. So I agree with the boy there. Excellent mobility for a white dude. <laughs> how come? How come? How come there are? How come there aren't any white cornerbacks in the league? Right? Like it was. It was Jason Seahorn, and and that was it. Cortland Finnegan was mixed. Cortland Finnegan is mixed. The guy, the guy that played on the Jets with Rex Ryan. I forgot his name. There's a white corner. Um, I forgot his name. Oh, I forgot his name. But that that'll come to me another day. Okay. Yeah, I'm but saying... for a while there was no white running backs either. It was more, uh, white fullbacks, but no white running backs. 
for a while. Mm. So Mike um, Allstott, was he a fullback? Yeah, he was a fullback. Yeah, he was a fullback. Brian uh Brian Leonard was a running back. Peyton Hillis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember him. He don't yeah, count. He had a two-year run. <laughs> I'm yeah. saying though, they're, they're far in two, uh, Put it this way. How many there are more white wide receivers than there are white running backs? Well, you you saw that receiver doesn't require speed. True. Yeah, I mean, but look even at West Walker. He wasn't he didn't have speed. But even then, like great. look at Look at Tampa Bay. They got uh, what did what's, what's Scotty Miller? He, he he's he's a yeah. fast guy on the team. He, he ain't all white. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you that. We I'm gonna go back and look at his family tree. He got some. They must have got an African or something from over there. I don't know what's what. <laughs> you know what's funny is <laughs> oh, you gonna pull the you, you gonna pull the like, replay? Look at his hair. Oh my god. Are you god. from Miami G Money? Yeah, yeah, I'm from Miami. Yeah. Yeah, well anyway, I I went to Carroll City High School and we used to do I used to go to track meets all the time. And of course the track meets was ninety nine percent uh black people uh, mm-hmm. um af- uh, athletes. There was this um high Miami Lakes. There was this one uh, runner who was white, uh and they used to call him Forrest Gump. <laughs> he was fat. <laughs> Damn him. It's it's an interesting question. I, I've 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 yet to see a white running back in quite a while. But oh, but back to Tony Romo. It's interesting because he was obviously a very good quarterback, but he may be a Hall of Fame broadcaster. Oh yeah, he's great as a broadcaster. Oh man, he mm-hmm. calls out the plays, he gets it right. Like he's he's awesome as a broadcaster. Yeah, yeah no question. He, he may be a way better broadcaster than he was a quarterback. Oh, my goodness gracious. <laughs> He's the best Dallas Cowboys quarterback of all time. Oh, my God. You didn't just say that. You did he is. Say that. He is. Not better we, than Bart Starr. Not better than uh, Bart yes. Starr? Yeah, yeah, better than Bart Scott. See, Star. now you're being ridiculous. Now I'm being real. real. I'm being real. <laughs> That's his because really That's all his crazy. only conversation is Bart Starr. I wouldn't even throw Troy Aikman in that conversation. No, if actually, if you look at Troy Aikman's career stats, not so strong. Yeah, they're not <laughs> Romo, that good. Um, uh, yeah, Romo um, uh, beat all his statistics. Oh yeah, easily. Like Troy Aikman's career statistics are nothing that cannot be toppled. You know what I'm saying? And, like, uh, I, what, I think the most touchdowns he had in the season was like 24 or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, not, you know what's funny is not only Romo was a better quarterback than Aikman, he's also a better commentator. <laughs> yeah, isn't that something? Yeah, he's not <laughs> one dimensional talking. Like, I feel like Troy Aikman can only commentate on the Cowboys. <laughs> he cannot commentate on no other game. Just the Cowboys. But yeah, Troy Aikman doesn't you know what's travel. Funny? He just stays in Texas and commentates. You know, but you know what's funny about Troy Aikman? When him and Joe Buck talk, sometimes I don't know who the hell is talking. I don't know who's who. They both sound the same to me. They both kind of look the same, too. <laughs> when Joe Buck and Troy Aikman talk, I'm like, who the hell is who, who said that? <laughs> yeah, right. I saw I saw Troy Aikman at uh, uh, Deion Sanders' uh, first game out, out there. Um, mm-hmm. Where's he? Where's he coaching at? Jackson State. Yeah, Trayken was out there. Really? Yeah. You no, know, he started uh, Wingstop. He started. He's the one who started Wingstop. Uh, Trayken. What? 
Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman, maybe, maybe Troy Aikman got in early on Wingstop. He didn't start Wingstop. Hey, I know he ain't start no Wingstop. Yeah. Hold on, let me look it up now. Yeah, Troy Aikman didn't, 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 didn't strike me as uh, the brains behind Wingstop. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking he probably started like some kind of chili hole on the wall spot before Wingstop. Yeah, right. It was, was, that was the thing back in the day, right? For former for former athletes, get you a steakhouse, open a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, open you a restaurant. Yeah, give you something to do. Invest all your my, money in. All my Miami people, y'all know about Offerdahl's Bagels, named after former Dolphin uh, Jim Offerdahl. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, Shake, you didn't say yeah, any. He was. He was. Uh, he was. Uh, he. Uh, he. As a matter of fact, they said. Troy Aikman confirmed he cashed out an undisclosed stake of shares he owned in uh, Dallas-based stock. Okay. So that he, might be it. I didn't know Wingstop he, was Dallas-based. Mm-hmm. So he was kind of like a uh, he he was like a, a, a money partner. Not that he mm-hmm. he you know to kind of invest. He was an investor. Okay. Well, so he played he, his role. He did commercials for Wingstop. He played his role. Yeah, Cash that's check. What, that's what's up. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> Anybody else got any uh, final thoughts before I close this out? What else we got? Tony Romo is a Hall of Fame broadcaster. I'm in, <laughs> I'm you know I'm in, I'm interested to see how Philip Rivers would be as a broadcaster because every time I've heard him talk, he appears to be a psychopath. So I'm highly interested to see Philip Rivers as a broadcaster. Now I will say. Or Before. James Harrison. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I will say Akeeb Talib. Mm. He, ha- I feel like he is on the rise as a broadcaster right now. Let me tell you something. If you if you listen to Akeeb Talib talk, he's one of them like Ed Reed, beautiful mind types of dudes mm-hmm. that just he gets it. You know. Yeah. Like I, I remember I forgot what game I was watching. Didn't even know who the announcers were. I'm like, damn, but, who is that talking? That I, dude sounds fresh. I will like, tell you. <laughs> I'll I'll tell you who one former athlete. I see him on TV, and every time I see him on TV, I turn off the TV. Hmm. Not a fan Michael of Michael Irvin. Marshall. Not a fan of Brandon Marshall. What? Oh, not a fan. I, I love Brandon Marshall. He has great insight. I think he's I think he's amazing on Inside the NFL. Or I don't know if he's still on there, but he when he was on there. Okay. He does. I, uh, he's on. He's on First Things First now. He took over for Chris Carter. Okay. Now Chris yeah, Carter, reminds dude, me of- I love. I love watching Chris Carter. But you know who else uh, could have been great at, on on you know <laughs> as a broadcaster or announcer, or whatever? Terrell Suggs. I like. I love Terrell. Suggs. Remember Terrell Suggs for the Ravens? Yeah. I love mm-hmm. his energy and his um his mindset too. He's very funny. He's very serious. At the same time, he's I, I like them too. His his spat with um Skip Bayless back in the day on first take was was good. Legendary. Legendary. Yeah. The only athlete. Only athlete that that really got at Skip Bayless and won was Jalen Rose. He murdered him. <laughs> what about um? Uh, what about the the uh, the cornerback from um? Damn it, San Francisco. I can't Richard think of Sherman. Name. Richard Sherman. Did, did, you know he yeah, gave, him, he gave him the business too. He gave him the business too. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was, he was also a way better cornerback than you ever mm-hmm. would be. Uh, an analysis or like that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, fellas, uh, we will be back this Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Please be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, and most definitely share. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and all other major streaming platforms. This is the Not For Debate. <clears throat> Excuse me. We are up out of here, man. Peace. Peace out, y'all.